Good evening po sa inyo lahat. Ako po si Christian Esguera at welcome po sa ating episode ngayong gabi. Today is August 24. Dito po sa ating Facts First Podcast. Maraming maraming salamat po sa patuloy niyo pong pagsuporta. Sure ako may audio ngayon. No? Kahapon kasi nagkamali ako eh. Daldal ako ng daldal. Nakamute pala ako. Ayan. Tama ba? Sagot muna kayo. Nadidinig, nadidinig niyo ba ako? Ayan. No? Shoutout kay uh, Danilo Malyari ng uh, Vancouver, Canada. Ayan. Si G's naman, nanonood from Akasha Estates or Estate dito so sa ano sa Tagig, no? Okay. Nadidinig niya ako ayan. Just ano, just to be sure kasi kahapon mukha akong tanga eh, no? <laughs> Two minutes wala akong nagsasalita. <laughs> Na-realize ko, but parang ang dami ng comments tas pagtingin ko, no audio please. Ayan. So malinaw tayo ngayon, no? Okay, dalawa po yung topic sa pag-uusapan natin ngayong gabi. Dalawa po yan, no? Napaka-importante po. Unang-una, pag-uusapan natin yung influence operations. So yung tinatawag na sci-war or psychological operations na nararamdaman natin, no? Medyo napapansin siguro natin lately. Yung sci-war, yung word na ginamit ito ng ano, tagapagsalita ng National Security Council, uh, meron daw ongoing sci-war ang China, uh, kaugnay dito sa Sigalot, sa South China Sea. Okay? So, yun po yung topic natin, makakasama natin dyan, yung uh, Assistant Director General ng National Security Council, siya rin po yung tagapagsarita ng NSC, si Mr. Jonathan Malaya. So, inintay lang po na, uh, natin siya na uh, pumasok, no? Tapos, sa second part ng ating episode ngayong gabi, tulad na ipinangako ko po sa inyo a few days ago, sabi ko sa inyo, itutuloy natin yung pag-uusap tungkol dito sa uh, Department of Education Order Number no. 21 kung saan ang kagustuhan po ng Education Secretary, si Vice President Sara Duterte, dapat malinis daw yung mga schools, in particular yung mga classrooms, walang mga ano mga nakadikit, no? Uh, dapat daw malinis, tapos nakatutok dun sa lesson, dun sa teacher, yung mga estudyante. So, I decided, ito, napaka-special ano, napaka lang guest natin sa second part, no? Uh, I actually invited her a few days ago, pero ngayong gabi siya available. Isa siyang public school teacher, multi-awarded, talagang very much involved pagdating po doon sa reforma dito po sa ating sector na education. At gusto nating madilig mismo, dun sa frontliner. Yung talaga nagtuturo sa mga silid-alaran. Public school teacher po siya. Isa po siya master teacher. And gusto natin malaman sa kanya, mukha bang may sense yung uh, kautosan na yun? At meron bang buting na idudulot? Ano ba yung buting na idudulot ng mga visuals na nakikita natin nakadikit sa mga classrooms? Dahil, I suppose, no, kung nag-aaral kayo dito sa Pilipinas, Obvious siya, no? Actually, hindi lang sa Pilipinas, no? Even sa ibang bansa. Talaga marami nakadikit ng mga visual aids, no? Yung mga, yung mga posters, o kaya yung mga alphabet, yung mga multiplication tables sa, sa mga pader na classroom. And sa akin personally, no? Sa karanasan ko, nakakatulong yan. So, yan ang pag-uusapan natin doon sa second part ng ating discussion. So, dito muna, dito sa first topic natin, pag-uusapan natin yung Chinese influence operations. Kasi ngayon, kung napapansin nyo, ako mismo nararamdaman ko lately, no? Parang mas maraming uh, nagagalit. Dahil kung napansin nyo, mga dalawang linggo na natin pinag-uusapan itong uh, Chinese influence operations, yung pambubuli ng China dito sa West Philippine Sea. Tapos, eh, syempre, medyo may mga tinatamaan tayong mga kapwa Pilipino ng mga analyst kuno, mga nagsusulat kuno. 
Uh, pero pag binasa natin yung kanila mga talking points, parang napaka-consistent doon sa talking points ng China. Para bang sinusulong talaga yung narrative ng China, no? And uh, kaya nga napapatanong tayo at marami sa inyo napapatanong, no? Sino kaya yung sineserbisyohan nito mga taong ito, no? Kaya nga, actually, mas maraming nagparamdam na mga trolls. Tapos nakikita ko rin, binabanatan tayo sa ilang mga spaces yun sa social media. Sinasabi yung kung ano-ano mga binabanggit tungkol sa atin. Simula nung talagang sinunod-sunod natin itong discussion regarding China's bullying, China's gaslighting, at especially no, after natin i-guess si uh, Philippine Coast Guard, Commodore. Yung spokesman ng Philippine Coast Guard, si Commodore J. Tariela. Kasi napakabigat tong sinabi niya. No? Naalala niyo ba yon? Nag-tweet siya. I think more than a week ago. Sabi niya, kine-question niya yung patriotism nitong mga kapwa natin Pilipino na parang nagmumukhang, parang nagsaserve as mouthpiece o tagapagsalita ng China. At binabanhatan pa tayo mismo mga Pilipino dito sa ating uh, Uh, dito sa issue ng West Philippine Sea. So, mas matindi yung kanilang operation sa kikita natin ngayon yan at ito yung pag-uusapan natin ngayong gabi. Ayan, pumasok na po yung ating panauhin sa ating virtual studio. Ayan, o. Oh. Gwapong-gwapo, o. Oh. Ayan. Request lang natin na medyo lumapit siya sa camera. Ayan. <laughs> para, para mas maganda. Para mas kitang-kitang kagopuhan. <laughs> you know, joke lang natin pero napakasirosa po ng pag-uusapan natin yung gabi. Okay, so nandiyan na ating panauhin. No? So, I'd like to welcome to our program. Uh, madalas ko po itong mga kausap na nasa ANC pa ako. Especially nung pinag-uusapan namin dati yung issues ng federalism, etc. etc. Ngayon, nasa National Security Council na po siya kung saan siya po yung tumatayong tagapagsalita at assistant director general. So, I'd like to welcome to our... Facts First Podcast, si uh, Mr. Jonathan Malaya, Assistant Director General Jonathan Malaya. Magandang gabi po, sir, and thank you for joining us dito po sa Facts First. Hello. Thank you, Christian. Uh, thank you for having me in your program. Alam mo, naalala ko yung mga araw natin sa ANC. Ikaw, ikaw yung isa sa mga pinakamahirap magtanong. <laughs> Ganun ba? <laughs> ano, hirapan natin yan para talagang ano. <laughs> <laughs> Minaisip ako eh pero naninibago kami ah para wala kayong salamin ah. Ano ba nangyari? Ah, well, nagpalisik ako. <laughs> Ay, yeah. <laughs> Yun tayo eh. Okay, sige. <laughs> okay, pag-usapan natin tong issue ng ano no. Ito na na-monitor na, na, ko kasi yung mga sinasabi nyo dito sa issue ng South China Sea. West Philippines din naman tayo tumutok, no. Eh nabanggit nyo recently na merong ongoing cyber or psychological warfare itong China, kaugnay dito sa South China Sea o sa West Philippine Sea. Pakilaborate nga po. What, what exactly did you mean? Well, una-una, let's talk about what the psycholo- what psychological warfare is. No? Kasi we are more familiar with psychological warfare. But with the advent of the internet, social media, and other forms of warfare, no? nabuo yung tinatawag na cognitive warfare. And I think uh, what China is doing to us right now is cognitive warfare in order to undermine uh, the position of the Philippines. So, ano tong uh, cognitive warfare? Siguro, uh, Christian, mapag-usapan muna natin. In cognitive warfare, the battlefield is the mind of the public, the mind of the adversary. Okay? So, you, uh, ang, gusto mong, ang gustong mangyari, 
ng adversary uh, ng adversary or quote unquote the enemy is utilize information operations, psychological operations, cyber operations through social media and types of social engineering to sow doubt, introduce conflicting narratives, polarize opinion and radicalize groups. The ultimate objective of cognitive warfare is to disrupt or fragment the society kung saan niya ito pinapatakbo. And in the assessment of the National Security Council, we are now at this level. No? We are fighting a cognitive warfare because may mga, may mga naratibong pinapalabas ang China at meron mga proxies or operators na ginagamit niya para ma-fragment ang posisyon ng bansa in so far as the West Philippine Sea is concerned. Mm-hmm. Okay. Teka, uh... Hindi naman bago itong ano no psychological warfare nito no. I'd like to ask first, kailan ba pumasok ito sa radar o sa awareness ng National Security Council? Well, napansin lang na napansin namin nung nag uh, nung August 5, no, nung nagkaroon ng uh, water cannoning incident, no, that there were some uh, personalities who were parroting the if we can call the China line. So pinagmasdan lang namin, tiningnan ng namin. And then finally, uh, there was this uh, press conference in Quezon City where in a representative of the Chinese embassy <laughs> actually was part of the panelists. Okay? So, ah, sabi ko ito na 'yon. Because uh, China is um, China, we have a territorial dispute with China. And there are ongoing tensions with China. And if the Chinese embassy is represented in a forum organized ostensibly by Filipinos, who is supposedly a third-party forum, and then dun dinalabas uh, ng China yung kanya mga posisyon, and the participants there are paroting the China line. Asabi ko ito na yon, the utilization of proxies, the utilization of the Chinese narrative, in order for us to uh, have a Uh, to disrupt no to disrupt the philippine position and undermine our position in the west philippine sea okay clarify ko lang muna assistant director general no so na notice yo lang to august 5 pero itong mga pagpaparot ng chinese line i think ako mismo napapansin ko to much earlier especially uh, during the previous administration pero may nagpapatanong nga dito no kapwa natin journalist no si, si Camille sabi niya bakit ngayon lang na-recognize okay ganito kasi yan question eh, no Um, we are a democratic country and you know every time we try to stifle dissent or we criticize anything laging sinasabing this is uh, a violation of freedom of speech no laging ganun eh no we are democracy so nung una ang tingin ng karamihan no, these are people who are you know uh, taking a different line a different position from government no so uh, but nasa radar na natin okay na I'm not saying ng ayun lang natin to hindi uh, ko, ko sinasabi na ngayon lang natin nakita but we considered uh, the, what they're doing as part of freedom of expression okay pero nung nakita natin na sa medium forum nila ay dumarating na yung Chinese embassy ah, sabi ko iba na to uh, kumbaga umabot na sa level na ito and then when uh, yung naratibo nila ay kinagat di ba Uh, ng ilan sa ating mga kababayan at parang pinagsasabong na nila <laughs> yung publiko at pinagsasabong nila yung ilan sa ating mga uh, politiko. That's when uh, we 
started to take it very, very seriously. Pero what exactly changed? Mal- malaking factor ba rito yung nagpalit na administration? Kasi nung nakara administration, the president was very, 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 very friendly to, to Beijing. E ngayon, mm-hmm. si President Marcos, ang liwanag ng position niya uh, regarding dito sa pambubuli ng China. Is that the main factor kung bakit mas matinding recognition ngayon itong ginagawa ng China when it comes to Taiwan? Definitely, uh, Christian, because you know, the president is the architect of Philippine foreign policy. And uh, the foreign policy of the Philippines changed under this administration. And uh, dati, yung 2016 arbitral ruling was not front and center of uh, Philippine foreign policy. Now, it is front and center of Philippine foreign policy, the rules-based international order, no? uh, the pivot, uh, well, we would rather call it a rebalancing to the United States. No? All of these um, foreign policy initiatives are as a result of the shift of the Marcos administration. So you're right. No. It's also a result of the change in administration. Ang kadugtong tanong diyan, no. Paumanhin na po. Okay. <laughs> Hindi ba naging parang incubator naman yung Duterte administration nitong mga nagpaparot ngayon ng Chinese line? Kasi maingay din sila during the previous administration, 'di ba? And okay. ngayon, mas parang emboldened sila. I don't know why. Okay. Uh, I would rather that comment on that question kasi as you know, no, I was part of the previous administration, but I was not with Foreign Affairs or nor I was with the National Security Council. Nakatutok kami noon sa interior. I was with the Department of Interior and Local Government. So I don't want to uh, comment on that because I was not in a position to influence or otherwise take part in the security or foreign policy policies of that administration. Okay. Pero ngayon, dahil nasa National Security Council na kayo, no? pinasadahan ko kahapon yung ginawa niyo National Security Plan 2022. 2028, no? Tama ba? Very, very comprehensive. And ang laki ng portion doon talagang devoted no, sa issue ng West Philippine Sea, rightly so, no? Pero dito, it, it, I don't know whether you share this observation. Hindi lang ako nakakapansin ito, no, sir? Um, yung mga nagde-defend ngayon sa China on social media, yung mga nagsusulat sa mga, hindi ko nababanggitin kung ano, kamping-kampi kay President Duterte at binabanata naman si President Marcos ngayon. May nakikita ba kayong kaugnayan dyan? I think mixed group, no? Kasi as I said, I was part of that administration. So madami tayong kaibigan. I can see um, people from the previous administration who are taking the position of, of China. But there are also many uh, members of the previous administration na are taking the current position of the Marcos administration. So I guess it's a mixed record. Okay. Pero, pero to, sabi niyo kanina, so mas napansin niyo nung August 5, no? Nung nangyari yung water cannon incident. And actually, ang sakit sa banks nung sagot ng Chinese embassy, no? Kasalanan daw ng Pilipinas. Mm-hmm. Dahil sa kanila raw yung, ano, yung ayungin shoal, tayo yung nagpipilit. Pinayagan na nga raw yung isang vessel na mag-resupply, pero yung isa raw na may dalang mga kagamitan for repair, pinagbawalan. Mm-hmm. ba? Kaya ako binabanggit yan, sir, dahil alam naman natin na walang pakailaman China dyan. <laughs> Dahil sa Pilipinas yan. Okay? So, ang, ang tanong ko ganito, no? Uh, Gaano ka seryoso sa assessment nyo itong, itong uh, Chinese influence operations ngayon? I mean, how sophisticated is this? Well, if you look at the, you know, I, I just had a discussion with uh, Secretary Gibo Chodoro this afternoon about this, no? And he's also worried. And he sees na yung konsepto natin na pinagsasabong 
uh, ang mga Pilipino ng China here in this situation. Kasi for example, yung di umano ay promise, okay? Uh, na sinabi daw di umano ng previous administrations matagal na and uh, according to uh, Bobby Tiglao, it's a uh, former president era who made that promise, no? Um, and then, nabuhay na naman uli kahapon or the other day when that Chinese embassy and uh, the Philipp- then, then the Chinese Coast Guard mentioned the temporary special arrangement. Diba? So, itong uh, naratibong ito, uh, yan yung pinapuputok ni China. And then, tayo naman kumakagat. So, uh, ang nangyayari, nagsasabong-sabong yung mga Pilipino kasi parang may mga traidor in our midst who sold us and promised China that they will remove the uh, BRP Sierra Madre. And then, itong uh, China, nanonood na lang. ba? So, the fact that we are going through this um, exercise of trying to find who's that traitor means that, you know, to a certain extent, um, may mga naniniwala doon sa di umanong pangakong yun. Okay? Or at least naniwala na, you know, for China to be insisting on it, there must have it must have some sort of credibility. Pero alam mo, Christian, I'm very happy to have seen the Pulse Asia survey, which showed that, you know, the vast majority of the Filipino people are in support of the Marcos's Marcos's Jr. administration policy towards China and to assert our rights over the West Philippine Sea. So, although uh, it's it's a bit uh, problematic, I'm happy that a lot of our countrymen no, support our position uh, as shown through the survey. Actually, I'm feeling ko dyan, <laughs> sir. Dati nang matindi ang, ano, ang, ang pagsuporta ng mga Pilipino para manindigan tayo. Ang problema lang, the past six years, yung Pangulo mismo yung ayaw manindigan. I don't want you to comment on that anymore. <laughs> Sinabi ko lang, no? I don't want to put you, uh, to get you into trouble. Pero ito nga, no? Uh, hindi ba, nung binabanggit niyo yung, ano, no? yung, yung, yung naratibo ng China na meron ng traidor na dating Pangulo, no ba? Yan ang uh-huh. pinapalutang nila, eh, na may nangako raw na itotow yung BRP Sierra Madre. Ang tanong ko naman dyan, eh di ba lino naman ang sinabi ni President Marcos? Hindi siya aware na merong ganong kautosan at kung meron man, nire-resign niya. Hindi ba napakalino na nun? Yun nga eh. Despite the fact that the President already took that unprecedented step and considering Trisha na hindi naman ito a press con, no? the President by himself took the initiative to record that. Oh, no? I was told Secretary Garafil's cellphone was used to record that in Malacanian. Uh, despite that, eh, mer- lumaki ng lumaki yung issue. No, kailangan uh, if I was, you know, if I was uh, in the position of some of the people, that should have that should have ended the issue. No, pero uh, you know, alam mo naman sa Pilipinas we are democracy, so and dami talagang uh, sumakay doon sa isyong yun, and that is exactly the trap that we are falling into. But you know, uh, what's na- what's nice about this Christian is. Um, to combat cognitive warfare, there must be awareness that there is that warfare ongoing. And now that we know that they have influence operations happening in the Philippines, 
we are now in a better position uh, to counter that. Yun naman ang maganda dito. Kumbaga, we have exposed uh, that already and we know who is on the other side and who is on our side. Kumbaga, alam na this. <laughs> but, yes. Na. Na-unmask na. Pero, na-unmask na. Sorry ah. <laughs> Parang obvious na yung kung sino yung mga, pi- mga makapili dati pa eh. Anyway, eto yung tanong ko naman. <laughs> <laughs> so aware na kayo rin sa ano sa Saiwar, sa Saiops na ginagawa ng China and how ang tanong naman is how is the NSC, the National Security Council dealing with this? Well, uh, we're monitoring them closely. Okay, that's uh, we're making we're we're monitoring them closely and we are uh, coordinating with relevant government agencies and our policymakers. We're telling them that this is happening, no. In fact, there is a move in Congress for the passage of a law about uh, uh, foreign agents. No, meron daw similar but law in the United States. Yeah. in mm-hmm. if you are a lobbyist, for example, or a foreign agent, you will have to register. And I think uh, that is something, you know, this is something that the National Security Advisor, Ed, Ed Anyo, has mentioned to us in some of our meetings. And it is something that, you know, um, I think uh, should be considered seriously by our legislators. That about time we have a, such a law para they are legally required to register themselves. Mm, okay. Magandang, alam, magandang idea, no? Pero dito, when it comes to yung cyber element nitong uh, cyber na ginagawa ng China, we know that they are very, very sophisticated. And even the United States is very concerned about this, yung pag-influensya ng China uh, mm. through digital means. Tayo ba? Ready ba tayo dito? Dito sa aspect ng cyber na ito? Yung digital infrastructure ba natin? Uh, maayos to be able to withstand possible attacks? Okay. Um, for per, for reasons of operational security, I cannot really disclose, no, uh, Christian, kung anong ginagawa natin. But this is but cyber uh, security is one of the things that we are really serious about, no, especially under the leadership of uh, NSA Eduardo Anyo, no. Uh, actually, madami tayong madami tayong mga kasunduan with other countries, no. Many countries have offered their services to us, no. The United States, for example, Australia um, has come to us. They want to help us uh, secure and improve our uh, cybersecurity because th- that is one of the things that is critical no, if uh, things go south. Ayun nga, kasi very, ito, very simple. No? Kunwari, kayo mga nasa gobyerno, yung heavily involved dito sa issue ng West Philippine Sea, how secure are your lines of communication? na hindi kayo napepenetrate, for instance. I mean, they have enough safeguards for that? Yes. Alam mo, we just talked about that <laughs> last week. no? Uh, we have taken steps to ensure that our communications are not compromised. Um, definitely, we will not use phones made there. <laughs> di ba? At, the, at, at, at the minimum, use technology that is not... Kasi... Um, that is this is what I tell nga some of our uh, businessmen uh, and friends who uh, talk to me. Um, China a few years ago passed the Intelligence Act, you know, and their law requires all Chinese companies to cooperate with government for whatever reason. 
So it's entirely possible na, you know, some of these Chinese companies operating in the Philippines could, could be used by China for whatever reason there may be. I don't want to speculate, but that law diba, was passed. So notwithstanding the credibility or the uh, reputation of a certain company, no? Magaling ang technology na walang problema. That, but there's always the fear that can that can be used by the, the by the state. Hmm. Natanong ko yan kasi uh, a few days ago na naging panauhin namin dito sa Faxpers si Ambassador Babe Romualdez and siya mismo hmm. busit na busit dahil siya raw at ilang mga diplomats naging target nitong disinformation campaign ng China. Nagpadaraw ng email dun sa ibang members ng media yata at sinasabi, nirecall na siya, nagpapakalat na kung ano ang informasyon against him. And napag-usapan din namin itong issue ng ano, cyber security. So, and actually, ang, ang binanggit ko sa kanya nun, kung tinatarget yung mga diplomats, in particular siya, si Ambassador Bibrom Waldes, hindi ba ultimately ang target dyan yung presidente? Dahil yung presidente yung chief architect ng foreign policy? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, of course. Eh kami nga, namang problema din, di ba? We are... Um, nag-isip-isip din talaga ako about monitoring, about surveillance because of course um, every, it is the responsibility of every state to keep themselves informed of what is happening in the other state, di ba? Uh, ano klaseng bansa yan kung wala ka man lang intelligence? No? So if we are doing it, definitely China is doing it. And they have done it in many other countries. So titinan lang natin yung kanilang um, track record and we need to be aware that these things are happening. Tinabanggit mo kanina yung na medyo na-unmask na ng NSC yung mga parang mouthpiece ng China, no? Anong plano niyong gawin sa kanila? <laughs> Ang hirap naman tanong niyan, Christian. No? Hindi uh, <laughs> ko masyara yeah. bindamputin, pero ibig sabihin, what do you plan to do about, the, about them? <laughs> Well, de- definitely, we will. Mo- we are monitoring them. That's at, at the very least, we're monitoring them. Uh, and well, I hope the stories are not true. <laughs> that stories we've heard about them, but we definitely want to know kung how embedded they are, you know, uh, in the apparatus. But, but as I said, Christian, everything begins with awareness. At yun ang maganda sa atin ngayon, aware na tayo. Okay. Ito, pasensya ka na. I really have to ask this, no? Marami rin nagtatanong nito, no? Gusto rin tumbuke, no? Kasi when talk about, pag binag-uusapan yung issue ng mga naging pro-China, yung mga nag-trader daw, quote-unquote, no? Whether fairly or unfairly, ang tinuturo ng maraming nakikita natin based dito sa comments, no? Si dating Pangulong Rodrigo Duterte because of the policy that he put in place during his six years. So, how do you respond to that? You being part of that administration also. Mabuti sana, Christian, is if, if I was in the DFA, for example, if or I was in the NSC, unfortunately, my role in the Duterte administration was on interior, on the interior side. That's why I was with the National Task Force, ELCAC. I was in the pandemic response, and I was in many other uh, activities of that administration. Kasi mahirap kasi I also served in the Aquino administration. <laughs> I also served. Ano ko eh, I am a government bureaucrat eh. So, 
um, much as I would like to reply, Christian, no, it, it would not be good for me and for those people who trusted me in the previous administrations if I will make comments on that. Okay, but but you understand na I had to ask, no? <laughs> okay. Sige na, magkaibigan naman tayo. <laughs> Eto, yung factor ng ano, yung paglilink up naman sa Communist Party of China ng PDP laban, is that a part? Naging ano ba yan? Nakadagdag ba yan dito sa parang pagpasok lalo nitong Chinese operations sa ating bansa? Well, uh, yung uh, relationship of... Uh, the Chinese Communist Party with the uh, P- P- with, with the PDP Lapan happened uh, during the early part of the uh, Duterte administration. At that time, the party president was still uh, then Senate President Coco Pimentel. Okay, now there is a new party president, si uh, Governor Alvarez, no Governor Alvarez of Palawan who's now a congressman of Palawan and i sa totoo lang ano i'm not i do not know if that relationship is still strong no uh, because of uh, recent developments so maybe it would be good if we can just ask the new uh, party president of PDP Laban eto huli na promise no last question pero sana wag ka madala ah ma-invite pa kita uli na <laughs> Siyempre, napakalawak ng sakop ng National Security Council, no? So, pinaghahandaan nyo rin ba yung idea na baka naman nag invest yung China doon sa ilang mga napipisil nilang kandidato sa 2025 at saka sa 2028? Hindi po maglagay sila ng Manchurian candidate because that would help their cause. Meron bang ginagawa ang NSC dyan? At the very least ba, nasardar nyo ba yan? That's a good question, no? Uh, that is something we have to discuss. No, we have not discussed that yet extensively. Yung mga papatakbuhin nilang mga kandidato. Uh, that's something, no, no, I will have to discuss with uh, NSA Anyo kung paano natin ito titingnan. And that is why a uh, critical nga yung panukalang batas na pinupush ng ilan sa ating mga uh, policy makers to have that law because we need to know who these agents are. And if such a law exists, they will have to uh, legally register. Otherwise, they'll be liable for for ano, violation of the law. Okay. Sige. Maraming maraming salamat. Uh, Assistant Director, uh, Director General uh, Jonathan Malaya ng National Security Council. Maraming maraming salamat sa pagsagot ng uh, aming mga tanong dito sa Facts First. Ayan. <laughs> Maraming salamat din. Thank you for having me. This is my first time in oh. your uh, program. But I was in your other program many times. <laughs> many times, oo. Oh. Pero nanibago talaga kami ah, kasi wala kang eyeglasses. Oh. Ito na ba yung LASIK version ng Jonathan Malaya? Mas bagay, no? Uh, actually, madaming naninibago. Uh, pero tingin ko, meron magbaga-glasses pa rin ako. I'm just waiting for my eyes to stabilize. I don't know if... Uh, uh, I will still need one, but hopefully I don't. Pero kung I continue, eh, much better kasi hindi na kayo maninibago. <laughs> ako kasi nag-give up na ako dyan. Eh. Sabi ko, sa edad ko na to, hindi na pwedeng lasik. Mag-lasik man ako, mag-reading glasses pa rin ako. So, suko na. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maraming salamat, uh, Assistant Director General Jonathan Malaya. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me.
Ayan po, nakasama natin si uh, Assistant Director General Jonathan Malaya ng uh, National Security Council. O, punta naman tayo dito. Hinga muna kayong konti. Okay, isa pa. Okay. Pangatlo. Okay. Ano, ready na ba kayo sa next topic natin? Ito, hindi ko naman sinabing uminit ang ulo nyo rito. Pero nung pinag-usapan natin to a few days ago, marami sa inyo uminit ang ulo eh. Okay? Makakasama natin ngayong gabi, tulad ng binanggit ko kanina, isang teacher mismo, frontliner. Okay? Talagang nakikisalumuha sa mga bata. I'd like to welcome to our program ngayong gabi, si Teacher Sabrina Ongkiko. Magandang gabi sa iyo, Teacher Sab, and thank you for joining us dito sa Facts First for the first time. Magandang gabi, Sir Christian. Magandang gabi po sa lahat. Hmm, thank you po for inviting me. Oo, huwag mo naman ako i-sir, uh, Teacher Sab. Kasi akadim tayo. So, sir, saka ma'am tayo. Nagkakilala kami ni Teacher Sab nung uh, paraho tayo nagsalita no, no, sa isang uh, youth forum sa Sanaga. And ang galing ah, ni Teacher Sab. Kaya nakakabilib. Ito, ibibida kita ng konti. Eh, although pag ginugol nyo, and I think parami sa inyong familiar sa kanya, bibida ko lang siya. No? Isa siya sa mga outstanding women in the nation service in towns. No? Towns awardee siya because of her uh, very important contributions dito po sa uh, larangan po ng education reforms. And isa ka master teacher. Tama ba? Ano yes, ba ibig sabihin? Sorry ah. Uh, can you elaborate on that? Ano ba ibig sabihin ng master teacher? Ano yan, part yan ng career pathway ng mga teachers, no? So, um, may teacher 1, teacher 2, teacher 3, tas master teacher 1, 2, 3, etc. So, ang role ng master teacher is to coach and mentor other teachers. So, instructional leaders kami. Dapat. So, so gano'ng katagal ka na nagtuturo sa, sa Kulyat Elementary School? 14 years, 1-4. Wow, 14 years. And an ilang, anong yung mga year levels na hinahandle mo? Uh, before na grade 5 ako, tas grade 6 ngayon. Okay. Sige yan. Nilalatag One year na lang may pension na ako. <laughs> <laughs> Ganun ba? O sige, pag-usapan natin itong Department Order Number no. 21 ni Vice President and uh, Education Secretary Sara Duterte. So bawal na rin magdikit ng kung ano-ano sa mga schools, bawal yung mga tarpaulin ng mga politiko, pero ang pinaka parang pinag-uusapan talaga, yung classroom. Yung dapat daw malinis. Ano ba tingin mo ron? Ah, uh, hmm. <laughs> ano, de, may, meron tulad nga po, parang medyo nabanggit ko na din po to sa inyo, ba sa ating chat na may may pros and cons, no? Una, um, nakikita ko yung, nakikita ko sa nagagaling yung, yung policy. Kasi meron naman din talagang classrooms na maraming disruptive decorations. So, na nakaka, kumbaga, hindi nakakatulong sa focus and attention ng mga bata. And I think, yun yung ina-explain ng mga yusek, no, na may mga research na nagsasabi na the less decorations, mas maganda. Pero as a policy, ay, kasi yung nakalagay dun sa policy, babasahin ko lang, ha, classroom walls shall remain bare and devoid of posters, decorations, or other posted materials. So, wala talagang nakahang. Pero hindi naman din yun ang sinasabi ng research. Actually, pag tinignan po natin yung research sa mga decorations sa classroom, ang sinasabi po nila na hindi naman wala talaga. Kung hindi, dapat mas purposive. Ibig sabihin, may gamit. Bakit yan nakalagay dyan? Dapat task-oriented, ba Pero yung pangatlo na maganda rin i-consider kasi medyo malabo ano ba yung ano ba yung necessary or necessary etiquette, ba 
ang ang mahalaga ay it makes the student feel welcome and at home. Kasi di ba Sir Christian, for most of our students then in the public school, yung home nila hindi maayos eh. Yung classroom nila yun na yung next home ng mga bata. And if you think about it, parang pagpasok ng estudyante tapos um feeling nila welcome sila dun sa classroom, parang ang laking bagay nun sa learning. And that's also supported by research, no? If the students feel that they own the classroom, that parang sabi nga, na actually, ang interesting pa dyan, sabi ng research na if the students feel that they have ownership of the classroom, nakaka-develop sila ng sense of responsibility. Diba? Na ang um, kapag may personal and intimate space for them, um, nakaka-absorb sila, nakaka-memorize sila, nakaka-recall sila ng information better. So tingin ko, kung babalik ako dun sa policy, hindi naman sa wala talaga. Pero magandang may gabay, nakaka- siguro may kasama dapat yung policy, nagabayan yung mga teachers, ano ba yung effective? Diba? Na hindi lang siya inutos na baklasin natin to. Pero pag-isipan din natin, ano ba yung effective na ilagay dyan para, para sa mga bata? Baka yung sa ganung paraan, mas student-centered tayo. At mas na-empower natin si teachers. Okay. Diba? Marami akong gustong sabihin, sorry. Alam ko manitanong ka. Hindi, okay nga eh. Nakikinig lang ako eh kasi ang ganda ng mga paliwanag mo dun sa pros and cons. Pero I think mas marami yung pros sa binanggit mo, no? Pero dyan sa ano, sa kulyat, ano interpretation nyo rin sa department order? Talaga bang bear? Or pwede naman magdikit, oh, especially oh. kung makakatulong? Well, talagang ano, di pinatanggal yung mga, yung mga posters so walang nakadikit, nirepaint. Um, meron namang I mean, ma- malinis siya tignan, no? Pero, um, in a way, may unintended consequence yung policy na for some teachers, nakaka-demoralize din siya. Kasi medyo pinagtuunan ng attention, ng, even ng budget, diba? ng uh, effort, yung pagpuput up ng mga decorations. Eh. Ownership din yan ng mga teachers. Tapos, um, kung titignan natin, yung role namin lagi, uh, lagi kaming utosan ng reforma, di ba? Ibababa na lang sa amin yung utos, kailangan namin gawin. Pero yung classrooms namin, isa yan sa source of power namin eh. May autonomy kami sana sa classrooms namin. Pero parang, in this case, inutusan kami ulit kung ano yung gagawin. So, um, yung yung policy siguro could have been more empowering for us. Um, in, a, in a way na sana mas nagabayan kami, hindi lang na oh, utusan mo kaming tanggalan, ng, tanggalin natin, baklasin natin, pero ano nga, yun nga, napag-isipan, mas formative, di ba? Mas pag-isipan natin, ano yung dapat na ilagay? How do, cre- how do we create a better learning environment this school year? Oh. May mga binanggit kang pag-aaral no, in support of visual aids, uh, which of course, by the very term, aid in learning. Pero, aware ka ba although dapat na sumasagot ito i know yung deped no yung naglatag ng order pero meron man data that would really support naman the idea that classroom walls have to be bare wala dapat nakadikit para daw nakatutok mismo sa teacher yung uh, mga estudyante during the learning session are you aware, are you aware of anything Mer- merong meron ako nakitang research on that na well hindi siya dapat bare Um, sinasabi lang nila na less destructive uh, distraction uh, na decoration. So, para kumbaga, bawasan lang, hindi naman sa zero. <laughs> Yun yung nasa research no, na nakita ko. So, I read a couple of ano din. Um, and I think yun din yung isang sinasite eh, ni DepEd. Eh. 
Oh, na nakaka pero pero di ba sir ganito din yun eh parang pag younger kids um kailangan mo rin ng scaffold eh so your classroom becomes a scaffold for the students so halimbawa pag kinder sa pinto may nakasulat na pinto para naging familiar sila sa words ganon so you can't actually do away with um parang stuff on the walls that can help your students pero yun yung sinasabi kong purposive na task oriented merong gamit So, hindi lang siya naglagay ka lang ng decorations, pero para saan mo yun gagamitin? At yun sana yung gabay na hinihingi namin, na, ano, instead of just saying na it should be bare. Oo nga eh. Kasi nga, naintindihan natin yung pinanggagalingan din, assuming ito nga yun, no? parang i-clear yung mga schools, yung mga classroom walls, yung mga epal na mga nakadikit, no? or instance, yung mga politiko na may tarpaulin. Diba nakikita natin yung pag mga graduation, diba? Minsan may graduation diploma, certificate ba yon Mas malaki pa yung mukha ng politiko na parang siya nag-graduate. Yung mga ganun, intindihan natin yon Pero hindi dito nga, no? yung sa classroom. So pag ganyan talagang bawal na, no? wala kayong pwedeng idikit. Pero I assume pag, uh, let's say, during your subject, ano ba tinuturo mo mga subjects by the way? Science and English. Science and English. So during your class hours, pwede ka naman magdikit. Is that the correct understanding? Yes, yes. I think, ano ah, parang kung, kung babasahin ko yung interpretation ko ng policy, ano lang naman, linisin lang. Yun, yun I think yung point, no? Linisin. Um, pero sa akin nga, sana naitindihan namin na, I mean, eh, kasi ang point, ano ba yung mas mabuti para sa estudyante? Yun. So, pero oo naman, pag nagtuturo ako, um, na, nagdidikit ako, Ah, uh, lalo na kung may pag-group activity ako sa walls, 'di ba? Parang ganyan. Pero um ang ang ano ko rin kasi circulation, um nagsi-share din kami ng classrooms kasi congested yung sa school namin. So, two shifts kami. So, hindi ko rin pwedeng i i-dikit lang tapos ne- sa grade 5 yun ulit yung gagamitin na room. Mawawala lang din yung decoration. So, may ganun din kaming concerns, no? Okay. Pero yun, talk to us about yung benefits ng ganyan. Kasi I suppose ba lalo pag elementary? Kasi ako nagtuturo pero sa college eh. Kumbaga, mas mahirap yung ginagawa nyo. Kaya mas bilib ako rin sa mga nagtuturo sa basic education. In particular, elementary, no? Mas ma- mas bata. Parang, eh, I mean, ito lang interpretation ko dyan. Mas mahirap magturo. Pero yun nga, I suppose hindi lahat pare-pareho yung learning approaches, no? Diba? Minsan, iba, visual learners. Iba, hindi mo agad mapapasunod when it comes to reading. I mean, Talk to us about actual instances kung saan nakakatulong yung mga visual aids sa mga classrooms. Mm, yung halimbawa, yung sight words. So, kasi may mga teachers kasi yung sight words o yung letters nakapaskil na. So, lalo na sa kinder classrooms, no, na may mga letters. So, minsan, they can point to the letter o anong letter yan or sound out the letters. So, yung mga ganun, um, yun yung sinasabi nga natin na task-oriented or purposive decorations. Um, yun, pwedeng mong nang hindi tanggalin. Sana, di ba? Kasi, ano siya, during your class, nagagamit mo talaga. You can point to it, di ba? Um, naalala ko rin, Sir Christian, ikaw ba nung nung high school ka o nung elementary ka, mayroon kayong bulletin board sa classroom na pinapadesign sa inyo ng teacher, di ba? So, you have ownership of the bulletin board. So, sa akin, mahalaga na may say yung studyante dun sa ano yung gusto nilang ihang sa classroom. Actually, yun yung factor na hindi natin masyadong gini-discuss eh. Kasi we've been discussing on yung feelings ng teachers, ganyan. But how do our students feel about this? 
So, kanina tinanong ko halimbawa yung sujante ko na ano bang tingin mo dun sa classroom? Gusto mo ba na walang-wala talaga nakadikit? Sabi niya, hindi naman, ma'am. Pero wag din yung OA. Ganon. Kasi sabi niya na um, yung, yung boring naman daw kung walang nakadikit. Parang iba nga yung sense ng uh, na-welcome na- ka dun sa classroom mo. Na alam mo sa inyo yung classroom na yun. Diba? So, halimbawa, ako, mahilig ako mag-post ng student work Uh, kapag natapos na nila, so kuwari may nagawa sila. Dahil sa English, di ba minsan magpapadrawing ako ng monster and then they write sentences tungkol doon. Tapos um, dahil proud na proud sila sa work nila, parang pwede nalang ihang. And according to research, parang classrooms that feature the products of students' um, intellectual work, ganyan, they, they actually create or promote greater participation tsaka involvement in the learning process. So, feeling sujante, parte siya ng learning process. So, mas empowering, di ba, for both teachers and students. So, yun yung sa akin. So, even kwari sa library, I handle kasi the library, tas may library club ako eh. I would always ask the kids eh, ano yung gusto nyong ilagay? Ano tingin nyo yung makakatulong sa mga pupuntang bata dito? Kasi dapat parte sila nito. Ganon. Eh, yung mga ano pala, no? Nabanggit mo yung lumalaki tayo, no? Although... <laughs> hindi naman ako papabata alam ko mas matanda ako sa iyo <laughs> pero uh, sa akin kasi nung lumalaki ako nag-aaral no nakikita ko may mga slogans no yung mga ganyan ba talagang ano rin nakakatulong for example yung honesty is the best policy yung, yung mga ganun do they actually help well ang sabi di ba ngayon yung words of affirmation nakaka, nakakatulong siya sa mental health eh, di ba? Yung paulit-ulit na sabi mo sa sarili mo, I'm beautiful, I'm strong, I'm ganyan. Akin, parang kung kung isa lang siya or di ba, yung, yung kapansin-pansin kasi minsan kasi natatabunan na rin siya nung iba dahil sobrang dami nakapaskil. But if you want na to be purposive, di ba, kung gagamitin mo talaga siya, di make sure na nakikita siya sa isang area ng classroom mo na parang, o oh, araw-araw, sabihin nyo, kuwari ako may goal ako sa klase, lahat gagaling. Diba? Lahat gagaling. Um, hindi lang ako advisor this year, pero kung may choice man ako, kung advice, may advisory class ako, pipiliin kung may poster ako ng lahat gagaling. Kasi pag nakatiling sila sa harap, naalala nila yun. Pag magtetest sila, naalala nila na lahat gagaling. Pag nag-group work kami, lahat gagaling. <laughs> Mga ganun ba? So, I think, pwede. So, Uh, yun nga eh, um, pagkatiwalaan din natin yung mga teachers natin that they also know what's good for their students, diba? for their class. Especially since every school has its different context no in the Philippines. Diba? Mo, May isa pang ano, issue ng go. equity, di ba? For far-flung areas, for far-flung schools na wala masyadong resources. Um, di ba? So, yung, yung classroom mo talaga nandun yung yung resources for the kids that otherwise they wouldn't be able to ano, 'di ba? to to get from their homes, 'di ba? So, iba din yung context na yon. So, yung mga ganun ba? Oo nga no. Yung kumbaga wala ka ng resources sa bahay, pupunta ka sa school kasi nandun sila, pero hindi mo naman maximize kasi may mga ganitong polisiya. Alam mo, teacher sab, I really hope na <laughs> may nakikinig o nanonood sa atin ngayon from DepEd para baka naman pwedeng ma-convince, no, to reconsider the policy. And I hope they won't take your your words negatively kasi very, very constructive, eh, no? Ayun. I don't want you to get into trouble. Thank you. Oo nga po. Pero ang wish ko nga din po na sana over the school year, from there, 
to something that's more student-centered, that they we build the classroom together with our students. We decorate it together with our students. No? Yun yung wish ko. Kasi okay lang naman, let's start the room there. Um, and then we, tiba ang ganda nun? Kasi slowly nabibuild nyo, ibig sabihin nabibuild nyo rin yung relationship mo with your class. Um, and it makes it more, like, it feels more like a home for them. Uh, ikaw nga, ito-decorate mo yung home mo, di ba? According to ano yung uh, kultura ng pamilya mo or ugali na, di ba? Yung ganon. So, meron kang, meron kang welcoming space na pag umuwi ka, um, ano ka, secure at joyful at inspired dun sa space na yon. And sana ganun yung classrooms natin. So, oh, ano. yun. It really makes sense, no? Kasi pag sudyante ka, parang malagay yung may sense of belongingness ka, no? Doon sa class, classroom. Yung para bang meron, meron ako naging ambag dyan. Kumbaga, napaganda namin yung classroom kasi nagsama-sama kami, no? Ma- malaki epekto niya sa mga sudyante, no? Tama ba? Opo. So, both from experience and from research, malaki yung effect kapag sinasama yung student sa proseso. At pag na-empower si teacher to also think about this. Yung sa akin lang naman, policies are there to guide them, di ba? To lead us, to, to give us directions also dun sa ano gusto natin na mangyari. Pero when we say, halimbawa, that it's just this, and then parang afterwards, naitindihan ba ni teacher? Bakit? Or meaningful ba ito? Or may nakuha ba tayo after? Kasi yung, yung sa akin lang, okay lang. Kasi gagawin at gagawin naman talaga namin yun eh. Actually, yun nga minsan yung role namin, di ba? That we always follow the directives of the government. Pero teachers are agents of reform. If you want to transform our classrooms, also give us that space to, diba, to, to think of what's good for our students. So um, in that sense, parang aside from just giving the instruction, how do you guide us to think about what's an effective learning environment? Para hindi mo lang nautusan, pero napaisip kami, para kahit wala na tong policy na to, we would always remember, ah, ito yung effective. So beyond this policy, beyond the scope of this policy, we will always be better, di ba? If you know better, you do better. Parang yun lang yung sa akin na we can be more empowering. Ang ganda naman kasi nasa mo, Teacher Sab, no? I- I'm wondering, na-consult ba kayo in any way before these uh, instructions were handed down? Um, well, hindi ko, hindi ko ito masasagot dahil posibleng meron na hindi ko lang alam, di ba? Pero, um, yun. So, actually, hindi ko alam yung sagot kasi nasa side ng DepEd yan, sila nakakaalam kung nakakonsult sila. Ganon, oo. Okay. Well, nga, I really hope sana <laughs> makinig sila, no? And uh, somehow, ma-reconsider yung ganitong decision kasi ba- base sa pagkakalatag mo ng mga benefits no napakadami talaga and ito nga pala finally no Me- medyo i don't know whether you share this uh, concern of mine yung yung bang missed opportunities kunsari kunwari tumagal itong ganitong pulisiya talagang bare yung mga classroom walls i mean an- ano yung mga pwedeng missed opportunities na pwede nating makita na na, na pwedeng panghinayangan kasi let's say this batch was covered by this particular uh, set of instructions anong tingin mo um Tingin ko yung, yung maximizing our classroom as a tool for learning. Yun yung isang pwede nating ma-miss na opportunity. Kasi classroom 
ang ang classroom kasi hindi lang siya space eh. Na, oh, pupunta lang doon yung estudyante. Pero, eto nga, may mga studies talaga nagsasabi na yung classroom design, yung classroom structure can actually add um, and impact learning outcomes. So, hindi lang nga decoration eh, circulation, pero even temperature ha. So, pinag-isipan natin ba, may nagkaroon tayo ng issue na very warm weather. Merong research that says na uh, a lower temperature can actually help students um, learn more. So, talagang mahirap kung walang ventilation yung classroom. So, there are so many things to consider, not just decoration. Pero, yun nga, again, missed opportunity if we don't maximize the space and use it um, to help students learn. Kasi as is, nahirapan kami no, na using different tools, uh, meron kami yung visual aids, etc., etc. Pero, it adds eh. Kahit malita bagay lang siya, parang compounded factor siya eh, that can help learning outcomes. So, yun nga, sight words, or even teaching kids responsibility. So, not just intellectual, di ba? Pero development of character. If they own the classroom, they become more responsible. And then that also translates to being responsible citizens in the future. Yung mga ganun na, we can't actually just say na hanggang ngayon lang yung impact nito. Di ba? But, um, yun lang. Parang sayang kung hindi natin siya magamit as a tool. Galing nung bilib na bilib sa iyo mga nanonood na no, teachers have. Honestly, yan. Ang gaganda ng mga comments. Oh, sabi. Purihin lang kita ng konti. Ah. Yan, ah. Ay, taga lang. <laughs> Sana ganito lahat ng teacher. Galing. Yung sabi kanina, dapat daw maging use ka ng Department of Education. Hindi <laughs> 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 naman siya, di naman siya nag-aaspire. Pero alam nyo, honestly, no, teacher sabi. No, when I, when I uh, got to know you, sabi ko, yung mga tulad mo dapat yung nasa gobyerno. Although nasa gobyerno ka technically. <laughs> <laughs> Pero I mean, y- yung mga nasa positions to, to to actually influence, if not implement policy. Kasi ang ganda ng pagkakalatag eh. You're speaking based on experience also. So, yun. Well, yun lang. <laughs> Sinabi ko lang. Teachers, maraming maraming salamat for joining us tonight. And I hope we can have you again, siguro in the future, to talk about uh, other aspects of education reform. Because we need more uh, of you. No, we need to learn to learn and hear from people like you more. Honestly, maraming maraming salamat, Teacher Sab. Thank you, Paul, for giving us a voice from the field. Um, hindi ko ano, hindi ko rin papalagpasin yung opportunity na masabi rin po from our end, no. And um, I I hope mas balanced din natin siyang makita, no. Etong issue na to, hindi lang tayo nagre-react, pero at least nagbasa tayo, nag-research tayo, at tinigdan natin yung what's behind this policy. So instead of magalit lang. But, yeah. yun po, good luck po sa aming lahat sa start ng school year. Thank you, Sir Christian. Oh, Bye to Teacher Sub, no? Ayan. Okay. Maraming maraming salamat, Teacher Sabrina Ongkiko, for joining us tonight. Ito sa Facts First. Ingat kayo lagi. And uh, saludo kami sa ginagawa nyo, uh, especially dyan sa Kulyat Elementary School. Maraming maraming salamat, Teacher Sub. Thank you po. Ayan, nakasama po natin si uh, Teacher Sabrina Ongkiko. Oo. Nakakabilib, no? Sabi ko sa iyo, matinik yung guest natin ngayong gabi, no? So, we really waited for her to to be available. Kasi nga, we wanted you guys, including myself, no? Gusto ko talaga matinig yung, yung sentimiento, yung perspective ng, ng, ano, ng isang public school teacher na siya mag implement yan. And ang ganda-ganda ng pagkakalatag niya, na very, very positive. Hindi siya nagkikriticize, di ba? Sinasabi lang niya na baka mas maganda ito yung gawin, no? Ayan. 
ibang iba sa akin, no? Pag ako kasi parang ano eh, <laughs> pangkritisismo yung pagmumukha ko eh, no? Pasensya na kayo sa akin, no? Pero anyway, I really hope uh, marami kayo natutunan dito sa ating uh, panayam, dito kay teacher Sabrina Ongkiko. I-research po yung, ano, yung kanyang background, no? Talagang mabibilib kayo, lalo pag inisa-isa niyo po yung kanyang contributions dito sa, ano, sa pag-reforma ng ating, ng ating uh, education sector. Ang daming natutulungan bata niyan. And, um, Alam niyo po ito, ito totoo to no. Sinabi sa akin ito ng yumao kong dating guro, naging teacher ko, German siya, German. Sabi niya, he was encouraging me to teach. Actually, ituturo na ako ng time na yun. And then he was giving me some words of wisdom. Ang sinabi niya sa akin, um, napaka-importante raw, syempre English to, no? tagalogin ko na lang. Sabi niya, napaka-importante daw ng role ng teacher dahil a teacher multiplies himself in his students. Ayan. So, yan, kanwari, si teacher sub, di ba? Makikita nyo, ang ganda ng background niya, ang ganda ng track record niya, ang ganda ng values niya, ang ganda ng mga itinuturo niya. Imagine niyo yung mga estudyante na inspire niya every year. So, she multiplies herself in her students. And yun yung na-imbibe nilang perspective. So, pagdating ng araw, meron silang gabay. Ah, ito yung tinuro sa amin ni teacher sub. Kasi hindi sinabi sa kanila, nakita nila bilang ehemplo. Kaya napaka-importante po ng, ano, ng uh, role ng isang teacher. And sana sa mga policy makers natin, subukan nyo naman makinig talaga doon sa mga teachers. And huwag kayo masyadong sensitive. Baka isipin nyo po, kiminagsalita, kinikriticize na kayo. Huwag masyadong balat si Buyas. No? Kasi alam nyo po, kinabukasan ng mga bata natin yung pinag-uusapan dito. Yun nga po, maraming maraming salamat sa pag-join nyo po. sa aming uh, sa ating discussion ngayong gabi. Papala ha. O yung mga gusto pang humabol, gusto niyo mag, yung mga gusto magpadala ng video dito sa ating Faxnatics Unite segment. Padala niyo sa ating Facebook page, Christian Esguera yung pangalan ng ating pahina. Uh, videos, wag lalampas ng isang minuto. Vertical or horizontal. Sabihin niyo ng sentimiento niyo tungkol dito sa issue ng confidential funds at saka intelligence funds. Yan. Kunan nyo na yung sarili nyo and then ipapalabas natin bukas. Okay? So, uh, maraming maraming salamat po sa inyo and uh, kita-kita po tayo bukas. And I hope again, marami po kayo napulot sa ating programa ngayong gabi. Magandang gabi po sa inyo lahat. Ako po si Christian S. Guerra. <music>